This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHE certified inspector and inspect it like a girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today on the show, we're trying to save you money by keeping you cooler. The summer months can bring it with high temperatures and high energy bills. That's coming. Uh, we also have some tips that can help you uh, lower your bill, like switching your light bulbs and learning the proper direction your ceiling fan should blow. Join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 on MPB. Wait, what am I thinking? Fixit101 at mpbonline.org. <laughs> I was already ready to go. Let's get this over with and let's go. Yeah. Um, so how are you guys doing today? I'm good. I, I, you know, I want to talk about my weekend project yes. before I start talking about this heat. It's about to kill me. But right. um, what'd you get into? Well, I had some family in town this weekend, and they looked in my freezer and were sorely disappointed that there was no vanilla ice cream. <laughs> oh, I would be too. Just so that you know. And so I was taking my cousin down to this little Repeat Street there in Ridgeland, and I said, I told her, I said, okay, if I find a blender at Repeat Street. I'll buy it and get some vanilla ice cream, and we'll have milkshakes. Right. And she's like, game on. So I went in, and I went over to that back, and there was one blender. It was Did it a, have a, like an aura around it when you saw it? It or was like uh, Right. <laughs> one blender. It was made in the 1950s. It's got a white ceramic base with um, uh, sterling silver on the front of it. And like it's a got Kickstarter a, or a pull oh, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And it's got a red cap. And I thought, you know, for four bucks, I can either get it to work and have a milkshake or I can put flowers in weight. it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I make a base out of it. Right. So when I asked the folks over there if I could plug it in, they looked at me and were like, absolutely not. <laughs> We're not burning the place down today. <laughs> but the cord was brittle. I mean, oh. it was literally just brittle. So I purchased that son of a gun for four bucks, ran over to the hardware store and uh-huh. bought myself one of those cords. Right. You can just buy a lamp cord. Oh, yeah. You know, that, and it, that's all it needed was yeah. a lamp cord. Mm-hmm. Brought it back, flipped it over, t- uh, took the base off. Mm-hmm. I got my air compressor. or Mm-hmm. Blew all the dust out of it because it's seventy years old. It's it's accumulated some dust. <laughs> See, by the way, I want to point this out before we move. Uh, people that like to work on stuff blow it out with an air compressor. Yeah. Other people buy the canned air that they just <laughs> yeah. spray. And the canned air, yeah. yeah. No, I, her, her, her. anytime I can pull right. that compressor out. And it's a tiny one, too. I like, you know, I like petite things. It's one of those tiny, loud ones? Yeah, it's yeah. not very loud. No, oh, no, no, okay. no. Mine's pretty quiet. So, um, and I bought it like that. I want a tiny, quiet compressor. Right. So I blow the air out, I blow it out and get all the dust out of it. I hook that cord up. 
That son of a gun just purrs. Really? Mm-hmm. So we threw some uh, strawberries in the base of it. Well, first mm-hmm. we put ice in it to try right. to sharpen up the blades and everything. Is that how you do that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's how you clean out your garbage disposal. <laughs> Jeff doesn't do that, though, because he hates garbage disposal. <laughs> I chunked mine. I tore, yeah. I tore mine out of the house I and threw it. No, mine one, out no, too. One, no one needs garbage no disposal. You don't need it. <laughs> no. That's right. And I uh, kind Does of, that make any sense at all, garbage in your plumbing? No. No. Yeah. Put garbage in a garbage can. I agree. So use your ice to sharpen the blades in your blender, folks. Okay, didn't know that. Yeah, so I sure we sharpened the blades and we threw some strawberries in there and topped it with the vanilla ice cream that I got on the way home. Oh, nice. So now my company is very happy. And not only did we use strawberries, we then took the blueberries that we'd picked down at the country, mm-hmm. threw some blueberries in there and topped it off with some uh, chocolate sauce. So yeah. now what Pammy needs to do is just stop. Push away from the table, lady. <laughs> I, need to push. I have had, let's see, we bought that thing on Saturday, and I've had a milkshake a day. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> um, so, Jeff, oh, man. I've seen pictures online of giant fish in your grasp. Well, yeah. We, uh, we took the boat over to Orange Beach, so we've been... We've been hanging with the rich people over there. Um, been having fun, just mm-hmm. fishing and relaxing a little. And there was a picture of this one snapper, I guess. It was, it was it, absolutely it was a red snapper. Uh, I, I did not catch it. Someone on my boat caught it. And uh, you, it was, you were not going to claim that. Well, hey, this is no, the radio. You could have. I, I just should have said. It was the pilot. Was it the pilot that got you to the fish? Well, that's right. See, I was the pilot. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah. Um, Have you that, that? That fish was thirty-three inches long. Uh, it was a. It was a huge red red. So snapper. thirty-three inches. Okay, wait a minute. That's two and a half all, feet. It's all. all yeah. Wow. It yeah. was giant. Yeah. That's right. enormous. That could yeah. eat my leg. <laughs> up on the boat. Oh, it's, it's bigger than a small kid, bigger than my grandson. Right. Wow. Wow. That's right. great. Did you eat it? We did. Absolutely. Did you? Yes. That's yes. fantastic. Yes. Do you clean your old fish? You I do. Some? No, I clean You do not. Nice. Yes, I do. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, no, you got to If you're going to fish, you need to have the whole setup. You got to well, have the I table just, uh, and yep. the fillet knife and the whole deal. Well, I just didn't know if Jeff was the guy that would be doing that. Oh, I just yeah. figured he'd have someone for well, that. Well, give him a fillet knife, but don't hand the man a hammer. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a different deal. <laughs> it's a whole different deal. Yeah, right. let's don't start. Let's, right. let's, let's don't start getting ridiculous now. <laughs> hey, Scott's on the line in Jackson. He's got an AC situation. What's going on, Scott? Hey, yeah, I have a 2,000 square foot home, two-story home, and my AC unit is on one side of the house. My bedroom's on the other side. Mm-hmm. The bedroom and up in the attic unit, the upstairs part is in the attic. The upstairs bedroom, it's okay, but my main concern is about, I have to put my AC unit on 65 to keep my entire house cool. On 65? Uh-huh. Now, Six, 65. 65. Scott, how many units do you have? One four ton unit. Yeah, see, you're you're trying to cool the downstairs and cool the upstairs with one unit. Yeah, it's not going it just to never work. Works well. I can tell you, Scott. One of the things I've done in my house because I have the same situation with one air conditioner, two levels, and of course the upper level gets uh, warmer. But what I have learned is any room that is regularly unused, close that vent. It's easy. And the reason, oh, I don't mean all the way. You let a little bit come in. But what it does is it forces more air up. 
So that's what I've done in my house, and it seems to do a little bit better. But in other words, one of my kids moved out to go to college last year. Well, I don't, you know, why, yeah. why have that on all the time? You know well, what I'm saying? Outside of keeping the moisture gone, you know, keeping the air on. Let but, me tell you why you don't want to do that. Uh-oh. <laughs> go ahead. I agree, Pam. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Let me tell you why you tell don't want to do that. Tell me why I'm wrong here. Well, there are a couple of things that could happen, and I, I see it all the time, is folks will think they'll have that mentality uh-huh. that I'm just going to try to close that off. Right. right. Well, when you block that cold air, it's going to look for a way out. It's yeah. like putting water in a cylinder. Right. And then trying to hold your hand under the cylinder to keep the water in the cylinder. Right, right. It's still going right. to come out. So you'll end up with air bleeding, and that air bleeding will hit hot air from the attic uh, and now you've got a mold problem yeah mold and and condensation condensation oh, and, wow and, really and this is this is what you have to think about when you think about air we don't even though the rule of thumb is a ton of air for every 500 square feet of living space and that's just rule of thumb a vaulted ceiling comes in in play how many windows how many what direction lights? is the house facing exactly so there's a lot of factors that need to be considered when you're engineering your your uh, air system. So <clears throat> when the when the air system's engineered, and then we go in and start cutting vents off, we are re-engineering what the engineer has engineered. Oh, so it's not a good idea. Okay, well so, then I'm sorry about that previous bit of information. <laughs> and, but a lot of folks do that. Oh, of course, wrong. no, a, a, a lot of people do it now. Now, Scott, I, I, I'm a little upset that your builder—I don't know if it's a new new home or whatever—but uh, you, you 2006. Uh, yeah, it's new enough. Pretty new. So uh, there's no way that you're going to heat and cool a two-story house with with one unit. It's just not going to work efficiently. Do you have a return on both floors? Yes, I do. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Um, well, and what you're trying to do, because what I'm hearing you say is that it's hot on the first floor and not on the second floor because your unit is in the attic on the second floor. Yeah. Well, as more so my side of the house. I'm, I'm on the opposite side of the house where the unit is. Yeah. Versus the outside unit, then the, the outside unit, then the stuff that's in the attic. Like yeah, it's got side. a long I, I would almost, I would almost consider a mini split for the second story. How many, how many rooms are on the second story? Just one. Yeah, one room, one, yeah. One I, I would. I'd do a mini split and yeah. uh, mini split. Uh, it just looks better than a than a than a uh, window air conditioning, but it's pretty much the same concept. It's pretty much the same thing. You still have a condensing right. uh, unit outside. Uh, and, it looks and, it looks nice inside, and though. it does. So. Yeah, and besides that, if you want to DIY some stuff, let me make some suggestions. Ooh. Go to your returns and make sure that those are sealed up. A lot of folks don't think about that. If you take the filter out and look behind it, if you see studs, you've got problems because you're pulling negative air and unconditioned air from places in the wall cavities, and so the unit's having to work a little bit harder. So you can buy the canned foam and seal up behind your filter. Another thing you can do is look at sealing your registers from the inside out. So you would take the sealing register off, and when you look up into that hole, there will be a metal box. Mm -hmm. Take some mastic tape or a metal tape, not Mm -hmm. duct tape because it won't work. Take a metal tape, slice it in half, 
so that it's long and narrow and seal up where the air is coming um, at the edges of that metal boot. That will help. You can also go into your attic. Now, I would only do this at night. And I tell you, folks, when we're inspecting right now, we're like gophers. We put our head up. We see what's going on. We come back down. Right. (laughs) We get the lay of the land. We go up. We look at the air conditioner. We come back down. Right, right. So if you if you wanted to, you could then go to your unit in your attic, and you will have a furnace and a coil. Is it sitting horizontal or vertical in your attic? Um, horizontal. Horizontal. Okay. Then go to the plenum, which is going to be the metal box that is sitting next to your coil. So it will be okay. just outside of the pan. Pull the um, insulation back and see if the metal at the plenum has been sealed. You can put your hand there, and if you feel cool air, Uh. you are leaking air at that point. What you're also doing is creating a negative pressure because when you're pushing that air through that plenum, it will literally suck hot air from the attic and push it right through your system. So you can pull that back, and if it's not sealed, and I'm seeing um, they'll tape it. Uh, they'll use a mastic tape at that plenum. You can also get, and I was talking to a client the other day, there's this great product. It's called duct butter. Do you know what the— Duct butter? Duct butter. What is the— I've heard about that. It's a mastic yeah. paste. It's almost like caulk yes, metal. Yes, yes, yeah, It's a silver, silver grayish color. Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah. And you can use a—what um, are those flat things called? I'm gonna, uh, 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 a five-in-one or a putty knife. Yeah, a putty yeah. knife. You yeah. can use a putty knife and literally pull that stuff out, and it's like putting caulk or spackle on the wall, but seal up those edges right there. Boy, that would do some sealing. That's yeah. even better. Yeah, and then than when tape. it, it's like concrete. Yeah. <laughs> when it, man, when that stuff. Now, uh, another thing you could do, but I, you don't want to do this now, is um, if your ductwork is easily accessible, wait until the winter. Unfortunately, you're going to have to deal with summer, and maybe we'll talk about ceiling fans. But you can actually pull the insulation off and see if your ducts are sealed. A lot of times they aren't, folks. This really bites in a house that's 2006. You know what I'm saying? It, it just seems like it would have been well, together by then. you know, I mean, uh, let me just say, if you work in air conditioning, mm-hmm. HVAC people, and they're working in the summer months, you're going as fast as you can because it's hot. Yeah, that's true. And some some get sealed and some don't. Right. Um, today, with our code inspectors coming in and looking in 2006, it just they weren't watching as closely as they do right now. Interesting. And so there, you start to see it a little bit more. But unfortunately, in my business, mm-hmm. um, I don't see it in new construction anymore. Really. But in older That's stuff, tw- 2006 or whatever, I do see ducts that yeah. haven't been sealed up. Scott, does that does that help you with some ideas to start with? Yes, yes, it does. It does give me some great ideas, and I'm gonna look into that very soon this morning. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. We appreciate uh, it. Morning, be careful. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, really, Thank be very careful. Yeah, do be be careful. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. It's time for us to take our first break of the hour, and today we're going to share some energy saving tips to help you save a buck or two. We just did that. Thank you, Pam. But after the break, we've got a few projects that you can do with your kids this summer, so stay tuned. If you've got any questions and want to join the show, give us a call at 8 
877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, an associate professor of preventive medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Hang on just a second. We're going to get to some kid-friendly projects, which is going to be great. But I did want to talk about an email that we got in that's really relevant right now. Okay. What is the best way to manage doors that adjust with the shifting of our clay and heat? Our front door, which is wood glass, sometimes closes. Sometimes locks, doesn't lock, sometimes lock. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know it, I mean, really, it says thank you it's for the alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, any, any thoughts there, guys? I mean, they, you know, it's, it's 100 degrees outside, so we know everything is swollen, uh, right? Yeah, you know, that's, that's welcome to central Mississippi. Right. Um, and and, and there, there, there's several things you can do. Uh, adjust your strike plate. Uh, unfortunately, that strike plate is the thing on the side of it's not on the door it's yes, on it's the on, side it's there. on the frame it's on opposite the frame, on the trim opposite mm-hmm. the hinge right so uh, you may have to move your strike plate up and down very slightly and take a wood chisel and and uh, chisel that wood out a little bit so your door shuts now a, a nice little trick um is to take the, let's say your door uh, swings open or won't swing, or, or, or swings closed when you want it to swing open, take the pin out, typically the middle one. If it's an eight-foot door, you're going to have four hinges. but The pin on the hinge. The pin yeah. on the hinge and bend it ever so slightly, and that will tighten that hinge up to where the door will stay. Instead no of putting way. a brick in front of it or something like yeah, that, yeah, you only need to do it to one. That's right. That's right. All you're doing, you're, you're just you're making that hinge not work as well. So you're right. You're going to bend that pin a little bit. I always I, what I've done is I take it out and hit it with a hammer. That's <laughs> it on the side. That's it on the side. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that'll bend it just a little bit. Another thing that I did because I have this issue in my house that was built in '58 is um, you can get these strike plates uh-huh. that are long. Ooh. So it's not, it's so, it goes. It'll it, go no matter where. Right. And the, the place where, and I don't know the technical terms, what's the little tongue that goes into the strike plate to make the door lock? What's that called, Jeff? The bolt. That. Not the, you know, the doorknob and the little thing that comes out. A dead bolt. It goes into the hole right there. Yeah. This. So you all know this is a show, uh, show of professionals. You would, you would not that believe little thing in that you know, other little hole the little over the thing. You're not going to believe the, the visuals I'm getting here. And if you turn and oh, you got to hold your tongue a certain way, 
But it, the strike plate, if you get a longer strike plate, you have a longer area for it to adjust. And right. that's what I did. My, You know, usually a strike plate's what? A couple two, inches long. Two, two or inches. three inches. Yeah. Mine's like five. Oh, okay. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's a metal strike plate that's just, and it's kind of made for that adjustment because my front door goes up and down. <laughs> right, right. Depending on the weather. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, and it's, uh, I did see someone who had a door. That was, um, okay, so a lot of doors are steel or wood, or I did see someone with a fiberglass door, and they it was hard to shut this time of year, and they put silicone spray right on the outside of the door. Huh. And uh, meaning, okay, when you open the door, right, you're looking at the edge of the door. So, like, you, right. you know, you're looking at it, and the doorknobs are on either side. Mm-hmm. And what he did was sprayed silicone spray down the spine of the front of that door. Uh, and so when he closed it, it just slid in there really yeah. easy. Now, yeah. I, I don't know if that is any good way to do it, but I do know when it was 100 outside, he could close his door. Yeah. So. And, you know, it's a good point. I like silicone spray versus WD-40 or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Sil- silicone seems um, not not to be as messy and works much, much better than, yeah. you know, some, some It doesn't WD-40. typically penetrate either. Yeah, and right. WD-40 exactly. will penetrate the wood. Yeah. Well, yeah. and just note to, to those of you folks, maybe like me, put a towel on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't get silicone on your floor because you're going. Nah. Yeah, you're not standing up for off. long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. We're talking about some kid friendly projects. Also, one of the things um, that I did, I know when 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 mine was a itty bitty was a sandbox. Uh, creating a new sandbox space. I love this. Uh, you get to shop for gear to enjoy in its sandy square footage, but a, a, a standard sandbox is so no big deal. Yeah. And you can make it. You can make it out of reclaimed materials to put it together. So you don't have to spend a lot of money on this. I I, I don't know if I told you guys. I use I use old fence slats for everything because it's just cheap wood that's you know whatever but i made a uh, I made a sand pit out of those things one time for my kid and that was awesome and you can make it as big as you want well and you can teach i think it's a, a great idea to teach kids how to use mm-hmm. your tools and so we've done that whenever we were down at the pond we've got a 13 year old myers down there right. and he was lounging around not doing much i was like come over here buddy i'm gonna show you how to use this miter saw right Correctly. Correctly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Correctly with the gear. And so mm-hmm. he was cutting wood for us. And then I was like, come on over here, buddy. I'm going to show you how to use this nail gun. So oh, very nice. Yeah. You know what? You know what I, I taught mine to do, which this was this was um, I was doing a project, a pretty intense project at this time. This is with a bed frame I was working with and I was trying to get some things done cuts. But. I am, I'll be honest, I am not the best at measuring, remembering, marking, all that other jazz. But Do you get distracted? I do. I do. <laughs> ADHD. But, From the measurement to the saw. Yes. Like, I'm walking this way, and all of a sudden I find myself yeah, over here. You're like, okay, Squirrel. wait a minute. What yeah. was, was that 23 yeah. and a quarter or 22 right, exactly. and a quarter? I mean, that's me. <laughs> so, so I, I taught my kid how to do those measurements, and they were right. Yeah. And it's so cool to see you know do the measurement and everything comes out just right and it's because i didn't do the measurement 
is why it comes out right. You, you know, if you if you study a trim carpenter, if you watch them, uh-huh. okay, Let, let's just say running running shoe mode for for, for instance, uh-huh. they they will walk in with a piece of paper, and they'll measure the entire house, uh-huh. and there'll be you know. 95 measurements down here uh-huh. on this piece of paper and they'll sit at the miter saw and cut every piece of of um shoe mold uh in, based in, on what they're in, like. in, in order. order of that list right so you bend down one time you you get all your shoe mold done in that room so you're not up and down up and down making you know 95 cuts so right Right. So what you're saying is I need a pen and paper. You need a pen and paper. Right. You yeah. need a pen and paper. Or, or, and then, or a pencil and a two-by-four. Right. And then right. you can you can actually, on the bottom side of that shoe mold, put That's what right. the measurement was sure. and where sure. it goes. Yeah. Huh. yeah so just, just have a method to the mad- madness. If, if you're going to start, you know, just do a, 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 a left-hand circle in the house. Just start right. on the left-hand side and make a circle. Make a circle. My dad tells a story about a trim carpenter. He was teaching this guy how to... How to do that, uh-huh. how to make the measurements and cut. And uh-huh. so he did all the measurements and then sent this guy over to start cutting. And every cut that came back was wrong. And uh-huh. he couldn't figure out what was going on. And he went over there and the guy was, because he would tell him, he said, I want you to cut right on this line. Uh-huh. Well, he would cut the line off and then draw another line. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, no. Either, so either leave fit. the line. Right, right. Leave, leave the line. Yeah. Leave you know, the line. Leave, leave the line. And, uh, yeah, if you draw the line, leave the line, sure. and know which side you need to cut. That That's was right. always wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Y'all just changed my world. <laughs> Hang on, <laughs> leave the line. Leave, leave, the, leave line. the line. Okay, this is all right. So I'm going to let everybody know what's in my brain right now. I'm looking at a piece of say just quarter round, something you put on the baseboard, right. you know, something sure. like that. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing about when you're cutting trim is that is that you 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 take your pencil or pen, whatever you mark that line. And I always thought you hit that blade dead center of the line. And obviously, uh, all my it, it lighters could, are wrong. It could be a 30-second short. It could be, you know, 16th short. I'll tell you um, what, if you leave the line, you'll short. save on caulk. If you, yeah, yeah, just leave the line. Wow. <laughs> That's big for me. Because Thank even you. if it's a little big, you uh-huh. almost want that, and then you want to fit it in there really snug. Right, right. Okay, Fletch is on the line. Uh, in, uh, well, Fletch, are you there? I'm here. Okay, where are you calling from this morning, man? Uh, somewhere between Canton and Duran, I think about this. That'll I think, work. I think we've talked to Fletch before, yeah. haven't we? What's going on this morning, man? Well, um, some people call me Fletch, some people call me Foss because I'm not a very smart man. Right. Uh, <laughs> Pam, I need you to slow down and retrace some of your steps. So, on the um, registers, when I cut the thin strip of, of metal tape, Mm-hmm. Am I sealing cool air into the system or hot air out of the system? Both. Okay. What what gap am I looking at? Well, you know, the easiest thing to do would be to go to my Inspect It Like a Girl YouTube channel. I've got a whole eight-minute video on me doing this over at a friend's house. Okie doke. That was easy. Because then you can okay. see it. On sealing the return, yes, I'm, I'm trying to seal uh, hot air from being pulled in. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So and when you put, on, well, think about this. Whenever you put sheetrock on and you nail that on the outside of that stud, mm-hmm. it's not airtight. No. 
So, and at the ground, it's not airtight. Most of the time when you've got a, now the returns in your ceiling, you're going to uh, treat the same way as that register. Mm-hmm. You're going to seal around the edges. And if you can get up in your attic, you can take great foam and go around the outside of that. And you could do that on your registers, too. It's just easier to do it from the inside, you know, to seal them okay. up. Right. And so last question is on the unit in the attic. Fill the item that you were saying. No, the, 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 the plenum. Yes. Yeah. How do you spell plenum? <laughs> oh, you said spell it? Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. P-L-E-N-U-M. Okay, that's that's what I got, but I wasn't sure about the yeah, plenum. It's an improvement show, dude. We're probably not a, your best ask on spelling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're still off the thingy on the strike. Right. <laughs> well, if there was an L at the front uh, and the an E in there, I was on the right track. Yeah, you're all on right. the right. It's the, it's the plenum. And, you know, I meant to tell this guy earlier, Scott. Was it Scott? Uh-huh. Um, the Department of Energy, DEQ, has a great website about energy-saving techniques in home construction. And one of them deals with, they have a whole thing on insulation, and then they've got another thing on uh, air sealing the house. Um, And, you know, Jeff was talking earlier about fresh air intake. Newer construction is almost too tight. You need the house to breathe some, and so there are some techniques where you can bring outside air in. My concern about that in the south is that in it's so south, humid, yeah. and you're bringing that moisture in. But um, there are a Department of Environmental Quality, DEQ. I believe I'm right on that. I may have to, to um, get some more information to you. It's actually in my reports where right. we actually show folks this. Okay. Proper, so deep. The proper spelling for plenum is P-L-E-A-M-U-N. See, there you go. We Plenum? can. That's what it says. I've always said plenum. So, there you go. That's huh. what Google's for. Well, I interesting. appreciate it. And my house gets to breathe plenty easy through the gaps around my door. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a good breathing house. That's right. right. You know, and you bring up a good point there, Fletch um, weather stripping. Yeah. And I was working on that down at the pond this weekend. Do you know that you can take, if your weather stripping isn't sealing at your door, uh-huh. it will lift up at the yep. edge where it's sitting next to the um, the wood trim, mm-hmm. and you can actually like cut cardboard and put it between those two, and it causes that weather stripping to stick out a little bit more, and huh. the door will seal better. You Ooh. know, you can also got you can also go buy new weather, weather stripping because it doesn't last forever. No, no I did that, and, and it's and it's inexpensive. Yeah. Well, so. I had weather stripping on the door, and my dogs were outside, and they scratched it up. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. I, I thought it was a big deal, but actually, I just went to the store, and it's really cheap. Yeah, it's and cheap. It's easy it to is. install. It took me ten minutes. I had um, a brand new thing on yeah. the door. Yeah, yeah, and it'll seal right. up if you look at your door from the inside and you see daylight. You're losing energy. Right. That's right. And you got bugs coming in. <laughs> All right. Um, and lizards. And, and lizards. lizards. Yeah. Well, I got a call. I think it was Monday. Uh, we had to put a new door bottom on a set of double doors because 
Snake. What's snake? In? Yeah, I got a, I got a friend <laughs> snake, recently snake. that kept having snails come in. Yeah. And 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 he had to change the uh, what is the thing on the bottom? The sweep. The, the sweep. sweep. Yeah, the, the sweep. Base, the door sweep. sweep. Yeah. Had to change mm-hmm. that so it would raise up and meet the door enough. Yep. So that they couldn't. Well, critters will. They what they do is we need our critter guy back on here, but they go up, they bump up against the side of the house, and especially a snake, they'll follow right. the the sides. Now Jeff's gonna get all these calls from these folks today. Right. <laughs> yeah, but I, they'll I'm follow the edge. Yeah. But yeah, make sure you're. And speaking of that, make sure your um, cleanouts are capped, right. folks. Because that's, that, that's that's remember yeah. we, we we we've talked about that before. Hello. Right. <laughs> Good. All right, folks. Wow, this is crazy today. Um, so get your phone calls in at 877-MPB-RING. We will be talking to Joey and Warren when we come back. And um, you know what? We're going to talk about saving some money on your energy bill this summer. So stay tuned. If you want to join in today's show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or, you know, you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Stay tuned. No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone, Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. So on the phone right now is Joey. And uh, uh, Joey, you got a porch situation? Yes, sir. What's going on? Well, it's an old porch. The house built in the 1870s or 80s, and I know the porch has been redone a lot of times since then, but mm. still, it's rotted, and I'm going to have it tore off and rebuilt. Right. But I'm I'm uh, still up there about what I want to use for decking. I sure. don't know if I want to use rough cut white or red oak, or if it, y'all got a better idea. Um, now, when we're talking decking, we are talking um, um, some surface going over my roof framing, correct? Am I understanding this correctly? No, sir. Thank you, your grandma's house. This is where you walk out the door, you're on the porch. Okay. Okay. So, okay. And that wood uh, to the ground. Okay. Um I like a um, a tongue and groove material, uh, um, uh, not not real wide. Uh, if you are going to use that material, make sure that you prime it on all six sides. Right. And uh, I, I like that material for the floor of the porch. Is it covered? It's a covered porch, right? I'm not sure. Is this covered? It is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's on a whole house like but, uh, that. A tongue and groove, I think it's five-inch tongue and groove. That's what's on it. Okay. Well, okay. I, I would probably go back with the same thing. It's just, You know, a lot of people make a mistake, and they only paint the top of it. But you right. need to paint the top, bottom, and both sides. And the ends. Both ends. Yes. 
at, at any cut. Right. So now that entire piece of wood is coated, almost like if you had a, a vat. that you could, it in. Yeah, you could right. put it down and coat the entire piece of wood. And if it's tongue and groove, you're not going to have water coming through to your framing underneath. That's right. So you got you've got to, probably got to rebuild that framing underneath as well, right? Yes. I, oh, I think the four joists are all right. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, if your joists are okay. Joists on the porch. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and ever, if they were, if they were, if it, if that porch was put there a long time ago, those timbers may be better than anything else you could exactly buy. Exactly right. Yeah, you could probably paint them up and treat them right. while you got everything off. My question is, Jeff, do they make a, um, you know. A, a tongue and groove wood would look awesome on this type of home. Do they make any type of a um, what's that stuff called the the, the composite? Oh, oh, like the Trex tongue kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, would the, anything uh, like that? Are they making that where it would look decent on an older house man, like I this? Just, yeah. Pam's talking. Pam's talking about the the, the composite manu- woods. Yeah, the manufactured uh, wood products that are being used for decks now. Yeah, I don't like that for my porch. I, I'm, you know, I'm I'm old school. I want to go back with the product they used back in the seventies when they built it. Yeah, no, just, they built just, it in the eighteen seventies. Oh, eighteen seventies. Where have I been? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I like I like the I like the five inch or four inch. I mean, even a three inch. Three uh, tongue, inch would be cool. Tongue and groove, man. It would uh, look three so inch good. good. Um, and and that, those that wood is easy to find. Is there is so. there a particular type? He was asking earlier. Is there a particular type of wood? Uh, there is a manufacturer. We've done several, and you can you can order the the correct wood for those porches. What is the correct uh, wood? Well, I, I don't know. We've we've that's oh, okay. We, we'd have to ask one of my superintendents. Oh, or something, I got you. I got but, you. Okay, uh, help out, Joey. Be talking. We're not talking about uh, these uh, wood composites. The fake. No. Talk about real things. Uh, yeah. Here. Yeah. The real thing. Yeah. In that situation, that would be a good product yeah. to use. Now, uh, are all of the tongue grooves for decking like that? Or are they the what they call one inch, which is what three quarter, or can get thicker. This I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, you can have anything in the world you want milled, but but of course, you know, whatever's on the shelf is if that's how you're buying. You yeah. Know. Are you buying from a lumber place? Or are you buying from like a, a home store of some sort? I don't know. I'm trying to gain information in order to figure out where I'm going to buy. I might yeah. check. Are, are you from this area? Northeast Mississippi is right. because of the ice box. Yeah. Northeast, Northeast. Mississippi. Yeah. Um, uh, in Wumba County. Yeah. Okay. I would call, I'd call Miller Lumber. Um, they will get you in, in the right direction. Yeah. Somebody needs um, to put a couple of different things in front of you so you can look yeah. at it. Yeah. yeah, I would go, and I think that's a good idea, because the big box stores really aren't designed for Mm-mm. stuff like that. You're going to want to go straight to the lumber. Right, to a mill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah look, I just Googled it. Um, they've got five-quarter, um, which is which is what I'm going to recommend you use. Um, three and an eighth inches wide on the face. Oh, that's pretty cool. That would look good. Yeah, that that would look real good. Yeah. 
Um, it's one inch thick, so it is a five quarter. Okay, a true one inch board is is called a five quarter. So okay. it's not nominal. You, you follow me. <laughs> That's right. Oh, it drives me crazy sometimes. Okay, Are you getting this, Joey? But that that is the exact wood I'm talking about. Um, I can give you a website if you want it. Is it is that is that cool, guys? Yeah, go for it. Okay, it is. I'm gonna spell it L E N C O B U F F A L O dot com. Yeah, he got that. Landco buff buffalo buffalo dot com. Right. Landco buffalo dot com. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Joey, thank you very much. Uh, we're going to keep on moving. We've got a couple of calls in front of us, and I think Warren was next. What's going on, Warren? Hey, how's it going? Good. I talked to Jeff and the lady a while back <laughs> and had some uh, holes mm-hmm. uh, on the uh, walls on the inside uh, where my air conditioner coral is blower and all that. Uh-huh. So we scratched it off, and I had an air conditioner guy, and they replaced the parts in there that were bad. Well, I wanted to ask them if uh, they heard of this product, Wet and Forget, and if you can use that uh, on the uh, walls where the coil and the uh, blower and all that is on the air conditioner sensor unit on the inside. That's that's Pam's favorite recent product, so she's <laughs> going to give a, a thing here. Well, I don't know. I would have to read the label and just see what it's telling me on that because that's a really awesome insight and question is using specific products around metal components Mm -hmm. um, i do believe that this product is only uh, intended for the exterior outdoor use so that's a great question can you spray this around your outside coil i don't know but the label will probably tell me if that's allowable or not i've actually done it um, mm-hmm. Something that I that an AC guy told me years ago that I have pretty much done mm-hmm. is I always turn my air conditioning off when I'm doing, like if I'm cutting grass or weed eating, because I don't want to clog up that exterior coil. So anytime my yard people come, I just turn the AC off while they're there. See, this is a new revelation for me because... You know, I've got my air conditioner on like thirty when I'm out mowing the, gra- uh, grass. the grass. So you I go, go inside, inside and, and get a cool sinus off. infection yeah. because you've just <laughs> gone from really hot to really cold. Yeah, possible. Yeah, no, and they, and they told me they said you'll keep your exterior unit cleaner if you don't have it on all the time. And let me mention this uh-huh. to talk about energy saving. The thing that just drives me absolutely crazy when I'm inspecting a house is when somebody has plopped that air conditioner that outside unit right in front of the dryer vent oh yeah so let's blow moist warm air which you you are (laughs) you are in code violation when you do that yeah unless you were it's 10 years ago nobody was paying attention right and so people you can't get the house cool because what do you think of this and i don't know if it's efficient or not but what do you think of putting a sprinkler on your condensing unit i've researched that and it goes back to i think the higher end units that's an awesome idea Uh but your lower end units you're gonna rust them out yeah 
Interesting. So That's it a depends good point. Yeah. on the material that they're made out of. So if you get a well, low end, I mean, if you think about it, they, every time it rains, they get wet. They get right. wet. So, yeah, but having constant water on it. But I've seen those. It's like a mister. Yeah. That people put. Another thing that I've seen recommended is that put your condenser on the north side where it's not going to get a lot of sun. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, interesting. That's a good I point. Thought about so that. it's in the shade if it's right. up to, on the north side of the house. Interesting. Do we want to dare talk about? No. Okay. No. Don't even bring it up. No, we got another call. We're not on even going to think about it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it in our outro out of here. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, oh, I want to talk about it so bad. <laughs> right. Tina's online in uh, Ocean Springs. What's going on, Tina? Hello. Hello. How are you? <clears throat> I'm I'm good. I listen to you guys all the time. Shock Polo. <clears throat> I just bought a home. It was built in 1968, uh-huh. and I have sprayed insulation in my attic, but it's super hot up there. And I now have a tin roof where I think that they put the tin on top of the shingles, and Th- I can that's, see a little you cutout can, hole. You can do that. Yep. Okay, I see a little cutout hole where. It used to be like an exhaust fan or something up yes, there. Yes, yes. I don't have anything now. Okay. So probably what, what they did, hopefully, they put one-by-fours on the shingles. Um, I I don't like doing it. It It is acceptable because we're all we're doing is adding more and more weight. So okay. I like, for the record, because I'm going to get phone calls, for the record, I like to strip the roof. People tell me all the time, well, Jeff, they just went right over the top. Okay, it can be done. It can be done. I don't like it. Now, so when you go up in your attic, you are looking at the bottom side of the metal, correct? No, I'm not. I'm looking at wood. And yeah, it's the decking. Yeah, it's, they didn't tear it off. The it's on, they put yeah, the metal I, on I, the shingles. I thought there was a hole there. Oh, yeah. Do you see there's them? a hole there, but insulation is coming out of that hole. Pink insulation. Oh, that the spray foam? No, she's just got pink insulation. Oh, okay, the pink insulation. So no, we're... the spray insulation is on the floor of. Oh my God, it's really Pam. Okay, okay, let me calm down. Okay. God, you're going to get her head so big she's not even going to be able to walk out I of here. No, I'm not going to get these headphones off. <laughs> <clears throat> Okay, I'm going to shut up. Right, yeah. You go ahead, Tim. Yeah, bye. <laughs> See y'all. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> okay, where's the hole, Tina? I am so confused. Where's the hole? If you go up the attic door, you turn around towards the back, it's on the... It's like about three feet from the attic door at the top. No, is it on the roof? Yes. It's on the bottom side of the roof. I wonder I if they know, put how in the world how they you that getting insulation in- up there. Yeah, that is so interesting that yeah. there's insulation up there. I don't know Especially why they would the have pink insulation. Yeah, a bad insulation. I, I bet what they did, they insulated just that one metal panel because they didn't patch the hole. They 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 took the vent out, put the metal on top of it, and, and then, then put some yeah. Put something there. Sounds yeah. like somebody did a quick patch. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your concern, Tina? What What's bothering you? Besides the fact that I did not have your company inspect my home. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to come down to the coast. I guess. She goes down there all the time. <laughs> but it was like I had to wait for like two and a half weeks because uh, yeah. 
that, yeah, that was the schedule. So my concern right now is what can I do to help my unit run efficiently because it's so hot up there? Do I need to install? There's no vent on the side of my home either. Right. But when I go into the attic, I can look on the um, the front side and the back side, and I see the light where the holes are. Right, on the soffits. Right. There's nothing sucking the hot air out of the attic. Well, you should have a ridge vent on the top. Mm-hmm. When you look up to the top, do you see any light coming in at the very, very top? No, ma'am. How okay. about do you have like a whirly bird thing on the top? No, ma'am. No, sir. Uh, okay. So when you pull your inspection report, that inspector should have talked about how that attic is vented. And if just see if they say soffit ridge, soffit turbine, soffit thermostatic fan. It, they should have given you some idea of what the ventilation is up there. It's going to be hot. You just can't avoid that. Right. And this time of year, sealing the unit um, would be beneficial. You could look at to see if your return is open in any way. If your return is open and it's running through that attic and you're pulling that hot in air, hot air in, that mm-hmm. could be a problem. Um, One of the things that I've done, and I've got a real low pitch on my roof, is, and I've talked about this before, I bought a thermostat that makes my unit cycle every 15 minutes. And so what that does is it keeps cool air in my ducts that are in my attic because the air is cycling all the time instead of it going off and then the the ducts getting really, really hot. Yeah. So you could you could even run your fan. I know this sounds counterproductive, but if you tried this one month just to see how it affected your bill, you could have that fan on all the time because now you're cycling the air through the house and through the, your system. Is it okay all having the a fan on all the time, or sure. will you burn that out or anything? No, like that? yeah, no? that's okay. what I was told. Also, that was going to be my next question. I was always told that it'll burn your unit no. to just have that fan on. Like no, uh. Uh-uh. No. Okay. That's why they have an on switch for the fan. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, if it would burn the unit up, it wouldn't be an on switch. <laughs> okay. 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 So try uh, an energy efficient thermostat. I'm a big advocate of those. They're 100 bucks. I just got a much. new one. I awesome. just got a new thermostat put in. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I need a contractor on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Do y'all have any recommendations? Well, I. Uh, <laughs> Well, you can't hire Jeff. He's fishing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) He's he's out on the boat catching fish. Yeah. Uh, there are plenty of contractors. Let me give you an idea here. Go to the Home Builders Association for that area. I think it's Southern Mississippi's uh, Home Builders. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's gosh, I've got her phone number, but yeah, uh, yeah. J- just, just, just go to go to your Home Builders Association mm-hmm. um, in 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 your area. They are based out of uh, um, Gulfport. Gulfport, right? And and uh, all those folks are going to have the creds that you need to, that's right. to work on your home. Yeah, get on yeah. somebody's list. There's, you need some, to be there's on... some good folks there. That's right. If they ain't come tomorrow, you don't want them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, that's it. That's it. Uh, Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Charles the Intern. For Pam Pibus, Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. Join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.